And now it's time for our hosts to begin their conversation. Padre Renee Ryan, you with us? I sure am. I'm here. I'm here, everyone. Hey, groupies. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a brand new series on entering through the narrow gate with my special guests, Ryan Rigoli and Renee Paladin, Paladin, or something like that. <laughs> something like that. We'll go with it. <laughs> a lady with us. How's that sound? <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. I'm so happy to have both of you with us and all our participants tonight. It should be a very beautiful series. Looking forward to this. I know the Holy Spirit inspired myself, Ryan, and Renee with, I think, a new concept. We can enter into a different place. And we're going to be sharing from our hearts what that places are and how each of us can enter in together. So without any other ado, why don't we have Ryan, would you open with prayer tonight? And first of all, I just want to say thank you, Susan. Your prayers were just outstanding. Yeah, today. it's really and, beautiful. You know, I just love the spirit you bring to Celebrating Life. So thank you. My pleasure. Mr. Ryan. Thank you, Padre. So we're going to enter into pray, prayer now. And... I call on all the angels, all the saints, all the spirits, Christed beings that support this ministry to be here now. Holy Spirit, we call upon your healing love. We ask you to settle, settle this love into our hearts to heal our minds, our bodies, our relationships, our work, all parts of our lives. We ask to enter into this temple today and to receive the healing graces that you offer. All of us have burdens and blocks and that we bring today. And we simply ask everyone, all of ourselves to be honest. What is it we bring? Because there's nothing impossible with God. And God, we, we ask, we claim our, our divine heritage today. We claim that divinity within us, which is where we come from. We, we bless and we ask for blessings for the technology, uh, for this community, and for each person to really tune in and, and bring who is it that you want to pray for in your life and to hold them in your heart tonight. And we ask God that you bless all the people here and everyone that is being held in everyone's hearts, that they be blessed as well. Their minds, their bodies, their hearts, their families. Let this be a ripple of love out to all those in need this evening. And we ask for these words that are shared this evening to be your words. Beyond the mind, but a peace beyond all understanding. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for uh, this love that we share. Amen. 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 Mm. Such beautiful, warm prayer, Ryan. I think you really captured the heart of many on this call tonight, but also our expectancy of what is expected of us to receive this grace. So I just want to spend just a little time picking your heart, your brain, your mind with you and Renee. We have a three-part series. Mine is going to be on facing our giants. And for me, what I want to open up to or, or allow grace to come through is how we can face the obstacles that are in front of us and really allow the Holy Spirit, the angels, the, the cloud of witnesses to really help us along the way to open a door. Cause I just know in my own power, I, I fail. And I do want to have the, the other side to help me and to open up that door. So, so for Ryan, what would that be for you, for your series that you'll be talking on? For my, for my series, what my prayer is. Yeah. yeah. That, to really know that there is a, it's really about the heart, what it comes down to for me. And that's where the miracles come from. I see that every day, that when I, when I go here inside and get out of this place, that things become possible that I just don't, I never thought could happen. You know, I remember that God goes beyond all these limitations that we see constantly uh, in the news and that we hear from family and friends, and, and that we have that access here uh, if we choose in that space. I agree with that. 
How about you, Renee? Well, our theme for next week is going to be still circling. So we're going to venture into and talk about what are those things that get in the way that kind of keep us spinning or swirling around and never really reaching the promised land. And so how do we enter into that inner desert and take a look at what is it, what's going on within us? Are we not seeing the blessings? Are we getting detoured or distracted? And how do we come back to that and kind of get back on that path and enter into the promised land? So next week, we're, we're going to take an adventure um, into the desert with the Israelites, with Jesus, and then we each will enter into the desert for just a moment. Wow. I so join forward. us. Yeah, join us. Yes, for sure. And most of us are all signed up for the three parts, so we look forward yeah. to that. And even your talk, Renee, mine kind of at least leads into it for tonight. Yep. And it's really about crossing the River Jordan. And the Israelites, you know, they've been captive for 400 years, and now they're yep. finally free. You know, God opened up the river and they cross and then it closed and then they were in the promised land. So my reading for tonight is on numbers 1332. And I just want to share that little bit and then I'll get into the matter at hand, but it says, so they, the Israelites had a bad report about the land that they had been with, had spied out. The land was explored and it had inhabitants. All the people we saw there were in a great statue like giants. It says, we even saw the Neomites there, the descendants of the Nark, and that comes from the Neophytes. We seem to be like grasshoppers in our own sight, and we must have seen the same to them. And so it talked about they've been, there were 10 spies that they sent out to just check out the land, see what, and it says eight came back with a negative report. And one of the reports was, they're so big, the crates of 10 spies, doubt, self separation, fear, critical spirit. Does that sound anything like your personality? I know I can agree to a couple of those there. Our perception. Now we're just, we're going through what called this pandemic, the, the virus that has been plaguing us in the last, what, four or five months. And I'm sure you have faced some giants. I have faced some giants because it's not same old, same old no more. And we really have to go into finding out what what my perceptions are. I can't rely on the old way anymore. I have to actually come into that new. And some people might call it an awakening, enlightenment. I call it born again. Whatever the criteria that you label it, we have to enter into this place beyond ourselves. And for me, it's really entering into the promised land. And so these giants that they talked about, it's our fear, it's our limitation. And so I just want you to identify during this series of what that might be for you, or you can probably give me five right now, because each of us has been quarantined, all these little rules that we have to do in order to have a space for each other. In Deuteronomy 1.28, it says, where can we go? Our brothers have made our hearts melt, saying, the people are larger and taller than we are. The cities are large, the walls are up to the heavens. Even they saw the descendants there. Again, the feedback, the, the mindset. So one of the first questions I would ask, I ask myself and, and I would like to present it to you is, who are you listening to? Are there people, situations where, where you talk, you share your heart, but is it one of the encouragement or what one of the, is it doom? And I had to learn myself, even though I lived alone, there are things I could listen to that would maybe, let's say the news, well, it gets pretty depressing after a while because you just hear the numbers go up and, and we have to be more secluded. And it really can defeat our own personality, but our archetype. So for me, what I had to do is I had to start changing and challenging my belief because I was getting sucked into this belief and it's not my belief, but I was getting sucked into it. And I had to realize I have to rise above this which meant I need to face my own giant because whatever this stuff is, whatever this feeling is, I have to go beyond it. And so last month we talked about granting access with Sherry and Miriam. We all have permission to enter in, but we have to choose that. So if we're entering in, now there's actually a criteria. 
and it says, enter through the narrow gate. Now, what's that about? To me, it's about spirit using us, the, the guidance that we get, not the negative. And it could be because sometimes we need to be challenged of our own negative thinking because it's not right. But the majority of the time, it's kind of leading us into a path. And to me, it's that narrow path. And it gets narrow and narrow because we can't take our attachments with us. We can't take our, our stuff with us, our friends with us, our family with us. God says, come. He calls us by name. He didn't say, come, the whole family of God, come over here. He says, you. I called you by name. So you come and enter in. So it's really that personal relationship. Now, with that, your family, your friends, and all that, I am sure can come along, but he wants us first and foremost, because it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. You shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy strength, with all thy will. You shall love the neighbor as you love yourself. So for me, is if we experience the love of God, then we have access, and then we can enter in, granting access like we talked about last month. But one of the things that I saw that really deterred me or stopped me was there's a scripture quote that says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We can tap into that higher dimension of living if we seek the wisdom of God. So for me, this sequester, this positioning that we're in, our limitations, that we have to be at home or you know, all those things that are um, challenging us, it's challenged up here because the scripture says we're one with God. And if we're one with God, then we should have everything God has. And it says heaven has jewels in heaven. The, the, the roads are covered in jewels in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. So it's all just, and it's really worshiping God and praising God. So it's, there, to me, it's uplifting. And so I want to be in that heavenly place. Even though I love earth, but I like to go to those heavenly places. But for me, it's really to step back in my own life and really to face the fears and the challenges. And to me, the coronavirus was a giant in my world. And I had to look at that and say, well, I'm not going to buy into that. Yes, it's here. Yes, there's protocols you have to do. But in my spirit, you know, I'm one with God and I have the strength of God, I have the health of God. And for me, that to me, that's where I want to enter into that holy place. So... I just want to invite my brother and sister, Ryan and Renee, with us, our beloved monks. And I'd like to propose a question or two to you and, and just give you a little your feedback on that because we're doing this series together. And I just know in my own heart that there are many questions that I think each of us ask, maybe ask us or we ask another person just to get a clarity. So what makes you or your desire to look the other way right now in what's happening to the world. I think I'll just start with you, Renee. What would be yeah. something that you feel that's happening that I know I want to run sometimes? Yeah, I, you know, when we've been talking about this series, I was thinking about how much we're really entering into a time of the unknown. And it's a time of uncertainty. And no one can really tell us what's going to happen. And so, I've been thinking about how important it is for us to stay, as you've talked about, Padre, about staying in that present moment and really being aware of where is my spirit at? Has my spirit gone in one direction towards fear or I'm anxious or where have I gone? And I think we are all in this together and the uncertainty and the unknown. So I've been really focusing on paying attention to those feelings and being aware of when am I more anxious? When am I entering into that place of fear? And to step back, take a breath, and then do a decree. Mm, I love that. Jesus, I trust in you. Or be still and know that I am God. That was in incredible. I love your statement, Renee, because for me, I remember, not remember, I know God, <laughs> but I remember in the last couple of weeks, God has been reminded me to go back to basics. Yeah. And those principles that I have lived by and maybe put them on the shelf and have to go back mm -hmm. to them because that's my grounding. Because mm -hmm. I can get so, as Ron Ross says, so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. And right yeah. now this earth is so much changing in it that it's mm -hmm. like, it doesn't make sense. I just heard today, 
in on our local area. They they already canceled Santa Claus coming at the mall for December, and it's like what? <laughs> you know, so yeah, it, the, it's not the same anymore. But where do you go? And I know for mm-hmm. me, I go into my heart, and I I just commune yeah. with the, the divine and mm-hmm. those like-minded people because mm-hmm. that helps me stay afloat. Now, Ryan, mm-hmm. what what is your answer to that question of sometimes we just want to move in a different direction because we see the world happening and go, I don't want that. So yeah. how do you feel yeah. that? Yeah. Well, I'm always asking the question, whatever I'm doing, am I taking God with me? Mm. Am I seeing with God's eyes? Am I feeling with God's heart? I have a tendency to, I'm very curious. And so I have a tendency to, to dive in and want to look at everything going on. <laughs> so I'm not the opposite of everyone. Or people, really. yeah, uh, but I have to be really, yeah. really discerning when I'm diving. When I'm, and that's that's even a, not the right way to do it. But when I'm when I'm looking at things in the world, and I'm not taking God with me, or if I'm, you know, because then I'll I'll take on all that energy on the news, and then I'm not in a state of prayer. So I can actually go into and look at the news for a little bit and be in a state of prayer and know that I'm not in separation with what I'm looking at. And then there's a, there are times when I, I get disconnected. You know, I haven't allowed myself to, to anchor in and to receive more grace in that moment. Mm, wow. When, I, when that happens, I can suddenly go into retreat mode. I go the other direction. Yeah. And when I do that, am I taking God with me still? Or am I checking out? So, so I have to... I, I can see both impulses that I have and really attuning to, am I trying to understand from my mind and diving in just to try to pacify something in me that doesn't understand something or am I avoiding something? Both are coming from fear. So can I actually come from my, as Padre Ron Ross said, my heart, the heart knowledge, something beyond what my mind understands yeah. and drop down. I like that because what I'm understanding is it's really about, for me personally, it's about faith. It's about hope. Mm-hmm. Those are my grounding cords, so to speak. And when I feel off balance, that's where I go because to me, that's where it only makes sense. Now others, I'm sure we all have different paths, spiritual paths, and you might go into different areas and that's finally, it's okay. I just want to, for me, I'm going back to my root. And I'm asked, inviting you to go back to yours because it does make sense in, in my world right now. So what I really love about this video was it's calling the goodness out of me, out of you. Where's your face? And I think in this time of quarantine, this virus, we have to really draw on something that is part of who we are and grew up in. And if not, establish something. But for me, it really does call me to remember when God called me to reach out to heal someone or to just lend a hand, it's stepping out in the unknown. And this is a perfect time for humanity right now to step into that unknown. We're feeling it. We might not understand it, but use our faith in order to step into it. Not just, oh, I'll just be there when I want to be. I don't think we can choose anymore. I really believe it's part of the, the entering into this narrow gate. We don't understand it, but you feel that pull. And I want you to come with us, with Renee, with Ryan, as we partake of, of this journey to that narrow gate. For me, I really love the, the scripture where it talked about, and I think most people, you, you know this quote, it's about Jonah. It says in Matthew 12, 40, it talks about, for as Jonah was in the belly of three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. It's interesting because that was a foreshadowing of what God wants. That's the padre. <laughs> the whale's going to have me for lunch. <laughs> or you. Maybe you feel that way sometimes. It's really interesting that for me, when I was reading this, something was illuminated. And I've heard this story many times. But how would it play itself out for me? So when I was reading this quote, I love that. I want to set you up. Jonah, God asked him to go visit this different people group. And like all of us, they went, Mm-mm, not today. I'm busy. I'm going to go this way. And so he took off at the opposite direction where God wanted him to go. 
and he ended up in this boat and a storm came up and it was breaking apart, the, the boat was breaking apart and the men on the boat were wise and says, this is my interpretation. Who's pissing God off? <laughs> Meaning, who's not obeying God? And then Jonah says, oh, it's me. So what they did was throw him overboard. And so in God's favor, he had this beautiful whale suck him up. And for three days, he's in the belly of the whale. Now, let me bring it to practical application for you, for your life today, my life. Doesn't that sound a little like quarantine? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. We've been at it four or five months, but we've been sequestered. We've been saying, you got to do this. Stay here. And what God did with Jonah was he turned his heart towards back to God and say, God, I will serve you. I will do your will, not my will. And I believe we're all being called to that. If you haven't heard that ding, 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 that little saying, listen, it's on my heart. Something's changing. Or maybe a better term is God's drawn us back to his heart, the heart of love, the heart of mercy. Mary's calling us back to that heart. And sometimes we just don't get it. We want to do it our own way. Well, we want to go that way. And God says, go this way. So I'm going to ask the question for you. Are you hearing God? Just think back maybe even... Was it three weeks, three months? Doesn't matter. What is God asking you to do during this time? And it's all about going back and I call it reconciling because we all have our versions of who God is. But when it comes to that one-on-one -on -one relationship, it gets very personal. Just like Jonah, it's like, okay, I surrender. And so he got spit it out and he went to that direction that God asked him to do. And it said, many people were saved, healed, and heard the gospel. So for me, for you, who in your area, who in your neighborhood, who in your family that maybe God is asking you to, to be among? I'll give you a, a personal experience this week. It's not always my favorite thing to share, but it was, I don't know if you heard, well, maybe, maybe not. I'm in Illinois. I know Renee has heard about it. Uh, Illinois, uh, the Midwest had a major storm come through and it lasted for 750 miles. This 100 mile, mile winds came through and really it was sustaining winds. And I've been through a tornado, I've been through many storms, but I've never been through a storm like this because it just persisted. And being a weather freak, I kept watching out my picture window and it's like that one wave after another and wind would go this way, then the wind would go that way. And it's like, I've not seen this ever before. And Consequently, many trees in our neighborhood, either was trees were down or broken in all the neighborhood. So after the math of this, electricity went out and I just got a little text right before my call is gonna finally come on after Monday. So three days of being in the belly of the whale. <laughs> I don't like this. I want my, my hot water, <laughs> my air conditioning, all those things. So anyway, long story short, so yesterday I asked my uh, brothers and sisters they could come over and help. We had to cut down trees and it was just, it was a mess. And God bless my sisters and brothers because they honored their little brother. And we did this. Well, unbeknownst to me, a neighbor of mine, he had trees down himself, but he came over and goes, you don't have, don't cut down your tree. He goes, I'll help you cut it down. And I was like, you will? okay, this is like, it's a miracle. God's answering my prayer. And what you don't know, I've lived in that neighborhood 35 years and this gentleman has never talked to me. I would say hello and he turned the other way. But 35 years, this week, he's talked to me four times already, like I'm his best friend. Last week, started 21 days of prayer in our church. And I specifically was praying for my neighborhood. God answered my prayer, but I didn't think he was going to answer that prayer. So there's someone God wants you to reach out to. There's someone who will meet you halfway. We have to get rid of our stuff. So when we enter this narrow gate, it's not about, oh, I remember 35 years, you would not talk to me. I greeted him as my brother. And it's like, he doesn't shut up anymore. I mean, he's just a, it's like, hey, I'm kind of that person too. So, but anyway, the practical application of this Jonah is also in my life and it's in your life. 
So I just want you to feel what's in your heart right now. And just allow that grace to remind you that there is a calling here. And it's about letting go. Because for me, he would be in a giant. I've grumbled many times and told many people about him. He doesn't talk to me. I say hello and he turns the other way. And I don't know why and I don't need to know why. All I know is the mercy of God. Maybe it's for his soul. Maybe it's just for just to be friends. It doesn't have to have a meaning to it. But God, to me, God showed up in this pandemic, in this virus, in this storm, there was a secret that unfolded. So just allowing grace now to make that happen in your life as well as mine. You know, I want to tell another story that really kind of got how God sets us up and you all have them. If I open the microphones, I'm sure everybody would have three, four stories to tell about something that just happened. You wouldn't even believe it because God set you up. And one of those was many years ago, I always traveled with Ron Roth and we had always did healing services like every weekend. It seemed like every Monday for seven years, every Monday we had a healing service in our church. So that was a commitment. But anyway, on this Sunday prior, we had a commitment at a, a Catholic church for Ron to do a healing service. So I'm the setup man. I make sure everything gets going on, but I also know the, the idea of the responsibility. So let's say maybe 15 minutes before Ron got a call on his cell phone and says, your mother's dying. You need to come to the hospital. And it's like, we just visited her the day before and everything seemed cool. So he, he goes, I got to go. He goes, you take over the healing service. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm the setup guy. I'm not the person that's in charge of knowing they're coming for him because he's noted for the healing. And okay, I'll do that. I'll find my way home, I said. So Ron went to the hospital and his mother actually did pass away. But I was now prepared for 150 people looking for healing. And he gave me the scripture quote to talk on. And so I did my best on that. And so I said, well, we're going to just lay our own hands because it says heal the sick. And we, so we lined people up and actually the deacon of that church, he actually brought his father with him because he had a lot of problems for healing. And so I laid hands on people and some people fell, some people didn't. And I just wanted to get it done fast. But I also knew entering to this narrow gate, I can't take my own self with me. I have to let go of my image. I have to let go of what I think God's going to do because I have to be totally open to the Holy Spirit. And I have to say I did, even though it was very uncomfortable because it was brand new for me. When I did that, two weeks later, we get a call at the office and the deacon calls and says, guess what? My father was healed. And I go, oh, what? <laughs> and he had a heart problem. And so he's, he had his checkup and his heart was perfect. And he goes, but you don't know the second part of that. He goes, he had diabetes and there's no diabetes. What? When you empty yourself, when you enter that narrow gate, there's nothing about you. It's all about spirit. And another lady called and said she was healed of cancer. So the very first healing service I ever did, I wasn't prepared for it. Or was I? Isn't it? during my morning prayers was isn't it because i set time out for god so when god is need of me when god is need of you you're ready that the idea is we just need to let go of that opportunity and that the second one is actually the poland one i have a dear friend she's a monk in our community wendy shinowski right after ron passed wendy had some healing ministry ministries in poland and she invited me to go along. And it's like, I don't, Poland, I've never been there. And, but she goes, she knew I was kind of stuck in a rut because my life just fell apart because Ron passed away. And she knew to be a good friend. She just pulled me and says, you're coming with me. Whatever money we make, we'll split. It's like, okay, well, I don't know Poland. I don't know Polish. I'm not sure about my gifts, blah, 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 blah. Well, we go there and she said, I'll meet you there. It's like, well, normally I always travel with Ron. It's like, I got to do this on my own, travel international. We did. I got there. And I remember in these healing sessions, they do their healing differently. <laughs> I'll just use that term. And, and a lot of the places when they rent, rent is very high. So we actually ended up in hallways. 
long corridors and there was packed. There were so many people and they wanted healing. Well, Wendy grew up in Poland, so she knew Polish, so she was my interpreter. And there were, just came a time where it's just like, well, just say speak. And it's like, well, I don't know what to talk about, but I'll just share my healing stories, which I know. And I remember one time, which is just, it's crazy. It's, I don't say it's never happened again, maybe a different version. But I remember stepping out and something came into me, literally came into me. Call it spirit. I don't know. I don't say, I don't know what it was. But all of a sudden, all I went was like, I had such confidence. And it's like, I was calling out healings. I was laying hands with people. It's like, whether it was Ron that came through, a spirit, an angel, I don't know. But I physically felt them like enter my body and confidence came. I was confidence of Daniel. There it was. I could do the impossible. So what I'm saying here is there are opportunities for you and I, for all of us, to step into this great mystery. But we have to be available. When it shows up, say yes and become available to all those. And maybe someday you'll end up in Poland like I did. And I love the Polish people. Ron was Polish, so I have this infinity towards Polish people. And they're divine. I love to go back. But it's really, it's about when God says go, you go, you enter in. So the thing about the Holy Spirit is like, he asks us to name our giants. He really asks us to pay attention to what obstacles that are in front of us. And the other one is we need to partner with God. Whatever obstacles that's there knowing that it's in God that we trust. So allow on the Holy Spirit, that picture of the Holy Spirit, allow that to now just to take, take it from your hands into his hands. Let that light that's within us, let it out. And just trust, have faith, have hope that even in God, all things are possible. So just allow that emerging of our quarantine, just like Jonah, just like me, I entered into a brand new place. So I just want to invite my partners back, partners in crime, Renee and Ryan, as we just talk about that, I want to present another question. Has there ever been a situation in your life where you've ever had faced your own giants in your workplace, your home, or your family? And I'll start with Ryan on that question. Mm, yeah. <laughs> How long do we have here? <laughs> so I'll, I'll get into more of this in my talk when I talk about break the breaking process. But I had an experience for many years when I went out on my own for business. And let me just make sure you're still there, Padre. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> or am I still here? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So in this experience, which I'll talk about, is, has set me up to be able to work with people now in COVID in this, in this time yeah. with much more presence and much more of God's spirit. This experience I had for many years was challenge of finances and not being able to make enough money as a as an entrepreneur and you know as a consultant a coach a spiritual guide all that kind of stuff and i would feel frustration after a while and i would heal those energy uh, allow those energies to release but when i got down to it it was just fear you know it was just a lot of fear and what i kept hearing from my guides was you need to be with the experience of fear not not get lost in it but you need to feel it and you need to partner with us when you're feeling it. And so there are many evenings <laughs> when I was laying in bed, going, going to bed, and I would have waves of terror energy moving through it to release from my, my energy field. It wasn't, it wasn't something haunting me. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad experience. At some point I realized, oh, this is energy that was stuck you know, from lifetimes lifetimes and lifetimes of lack, of perception of lack, of perception of limitation, of perception that God's not there in the midst of whatever's perceived chaos is happening. Yeah. And it was my time, it was a gift to release this fear. And I remember holding Jesus, you know, pictures of Jesus, and I can't tell you how many saints, every, every night, you know, Miriam could tell you too. <laughs> She'd watch me sometimes like, just like, what's going on over there? And I was just like, I'm shaking, just letting this energy out. Yeah. And at some point, at some point it popped. You know, at some point the, the, the breaking process for that part of my life, the, those scales or those parts of birthing of a butterfly, those, thing, those things came off. And I, I remember there was a week where I just had this 
this peace and it wasn't, it was a knowing that I was going to be taken care of. Wow. And That's since then, I just, it doesn't, the, the external circumstances of the stock market or the, or finances or whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me the same way. It just feels like that was an experience of release that I was given a, a gift, but I had to partner with, with God. I had to partner with my guides. I could not do that alone. It was a, such a huge giant. It just seemed unmovable. And it was unmovable because I kept trying to move it all the time myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how, how can I move that? I, I'm as Ryan, Ryan can't do that. That's, that's God's work. And isn't that amazing your, how God used that situation in order to shed that old self, that old blanket, that fear. And now you don't react in the same way because it doesn't have that, those attachments. And yeah. to me, that's entering that narrow gate, mm-hmm. but we have to shed what's really holding us back. That's a profound testimony. Love that. And, and you told me, Padre, many years as I was going through this, Really? Yeah. <laughs> keep serving. Keep keep okay. giving. Keep keep taking care of yourself. And when the opportunity comes, keep keeping of service. Yeah, you're uh, a great example of that. You said many times it's gonna turn around. You just keep keep doing what, what the divine is telling you to do. It okay. reminds me of, of course, my teacher Ron Ross. He goes, "If you make me a success, God will make you a success." And I went, "Hooey!" You know, okay, I'll do that. But there's no promise that I'm going to be what I want to be and I am that person today so even though mm-hmm. intelligently I thought yeah yeah you just want me to do all the work that's all and uh, no God wanted me to give me my heart to him that's ultimately what it was and you're doing that Renee's doing that so really it, we do this by grace we enter in sometimes and what is most of the time the unknown but we actually enter into this beautiful place and and I have to say I'm there right now so and i'm sure you guys are there's always that fear that comes up but it's just a shadow it's not the real deal and i've started to learn that now so but so renee can i propose that question to you what have you faced in a situation in your life that is a giant i would say i was thinking back to a time when we were in medjugorje and when we were there i think i was relatively new to celebrating life or familiar with. And I just remember all the teachings between you and Ron talking about the power of prayer and healing. Mm -hmm. And when we were in Medjugorje, we were all at a restaurant. There was just maybe five of us that were at this restaurant. And this priest comes up to us as a group and he said, would you pray for one of my sisters that's here she's terminal. Would you pray with her? And, and I remember I had that moment of, (gasps) he's he's talking to us. Oh my God. I was relatively new to prayer and healing and the power of prayer. And so of course we did. And the woman came up and she was clearly, you could tell she was very ill. She was gray and she And so I remember we just, as a small group, and here's the thing, there was no one else in the restaurant except the five of us and her and her priest, no one else. And it was one of those things where it was like, there should be more people here, but there weren't. So it was truly a divine setup. Yeah. Yeah. And we prayed over her and people spoke words of health and healing and restoration. And I witnessed her color shifted. From gray to like pink, she perked up. She was like a different woman. It was like a Lazarus. You know, that was the word at that time. I remember thinking, oh my God, this is what, this is what happened when Jesus called Lazarus come out. And that's what happened for this woman. And I never forgot that. That has always stayed with me as, wow, God is so great the prayers, the decrees, and she shifted and she changed. And to see this happen was so powerful. And, and for me, it was like, oh, I got to take a deeper dive. And in that moment, I heard God call me. Yes, it's time for you to go deeper. It's time for you to now step into this as healing and prayer 
and experience this power in this prayer. Experience how I changed people's hearts. I know my heart was changed okay. in that moment. I was never the same after that. It was so powerful. I do remember that time with you and our group. Yeah. Terry was on that group also. But I just yeah. know, remember, I, I'm just going to tell the ending, or at least. Oh, yes, yes. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> we got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got in trouble. We broke the rule. You, we broke the rule, but it was just like but something. That was a God thing. Oh, that was, yeah, that was totally a divine setup. Yeah. And everything from that point. And I think God wanted me to see the power of prayer and healing and restoration. And that has stayed with me because I was a doubter. I have to own that was my giant is I mm. doubted prayer and healing. I didn't have the faith like Daniel, like sure. the song. I didn't have that. And so that for me was so powerful in that moment. There was that divine setup. Yes, yes. When we didn't go looking for it. The priest came to us. Yeah. Because yeah. we were joyful. I mean, we had yes. the spirit. We recognized yeah. spirit. You know? Yes, yeah. And like all organizations, we do have our rules to kind of keep the, the, the masses together. Which yeah. We didn't know until. No, we didn't know until later. later. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but that just, that stuck with me. That woman, it's she, her face still. And just the glow of the spirit and just seeing her so filled with life again. I agree. Wow. And, but I love Medjugorje. Yes, yes. I'm going to be on this trip again this year. Yeah. Maybe next year. Who knows? But yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, a bla- it's a holy place. A sanctuary. Yeah. So but thank you for sharing that. It just brings back some great memories. But that is about building faith. It's about yes, yes. the character, the hope. Just as yeah. Ryan faced his giants. And that was a giant yeah. for you, giant for me. Yeah. And yeah. I, don't you think we're all asked to do that, step into that place? Yeah, to step in and wholeheartedly. Yeah. You know, you know open the, your heart, let the light in. The, the principle that I take from yours, Renee, is you applied the principle. He yeah. asked us to pray. We got through with ourselves. He says, yeah. okay, I'm going to do this. The priest asked me, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. and grace came through it. God just uses us. You know, yeah. we think we have the right formula. It's just surrender. That's the mm-hmm. formula. So, but I love that. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. I love these answers and questions. It's just like, we're actually telling our, our, our spiritual life. We're entering into that place. Mm-hmm. I call it God's holiness. So I want to, there's a thing about Ron Roth always talked about, and some of you are old celebrating lifers, you remember this. Programs create beliefs, beliefs create attitudes, attitudes create feelings, feelings determine our actions, our actions create results. That's how the brain works. A common word is our, our attitude, our programming, our feelings, our actions. It's all about our. And so for me is we, if we take responsibility for our own life and we are right now, cause you're on this call, you really want to learn how to enter into that narrow gate. And for me, it's about that surrender. It's for me about having faith, do what God asked you to do. And you'll be surprised what shows up maybe even tomorrow that you're going to be put in a situation that you're just going to have to respond there. There won't be any time like, well, should I or shouldn't I? You're just going to jump in and maybe it's a save a life. Maybe it's a give someone money. I don't know what God's going to ask you to do, but be aware that God is going to ask you to do something extraordinary in the ordinary, but the miracle will happen afterwards. God is about the impossible. Coming home from work, got caught up in this rain, couldn't swim. Is God still there? Yes. So what is your prayer tonight that when we pray, what impossible thing do you want God to do for you? Because he's there for you. He's there for me. And let's ponder that. And make sure next week you come with another prayer request. See how big God is. And please write to us and let us know your miracles that are happening. Because I know they are. Because God would not set us up with this video wanting to prove that there are miracles for you and I. So as we enter into this prayer time, 
going to ask Renee your prayer request and then a prayer for decree. My prayer is to have faith like Daniel. Mm. Be like Moses. Go into that desert and trust God. Go where I'm called. Send me, oh God. Mm. That's my prayer. Could Send offer, me. Could you offer a prayer for those? Yeah. Yourself just to receive that. Yeah. For those of you out there, not sure. Do I have faith like Daniel? Do I have wisdom like Moses? Do I have the heart of David? Just divine presence. Just be with them now. Open their hearts. Let them receive this fully and completely. It is who they are. Mm. For you, God, are amazing, and you can do all things. Let them hear your whisper. Let them know where. Send me, God, and give them that faith and that wisdom, that trust to go forward. Faith, hope, trust. Send them, God. Immerse them in your presence. May they know you fully and completely. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for all of the, everyone on this call. May they be healed. May they be restored. May they know you. Use us. Send us. We are with you, presence, Beautiful. listening. Yeah, and so it is. And so it is. Thank you, Renee. Beautiful prayer. Ryan, what would be your prayer request and then your prayer for those listening tonight? Well, my, my prayer request is that we all remember the power of prayer. And I, I, Renee just said it before, that phrase, and just so happens I turned to James earlier today, and, and the title was The Power of Prayer. And it said, are, are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? Then sing praises. Are any of you sick? Call upon the elders of the church to come and pray over you. And he goes on to say that this is a time to commit to really, to confess just the mistakes we've made and to receive the grace of forgiveness. And just like Elijah was able to stop the rains for three years, that's what it says in James here. He stopped the rains for three years and then he prayed with the power of prayer and it brought the rains back. Just through the power of prayer, if we can just allow my prayer for us, is that we remember this and we claim this, this birthright of prayer because we are children of God. We come from God. This is our nature to be of God. This is who we are, is to pray every moment of the day, whatever situations we find ourselves. And I ask you, God, that we ask all the people on this call, all, all the people that we know to touch their lives and to remember in the, the most subtle moments to the most grand moments that we can pray and we can affect and bring more love into this world and just our communities and our lives and we can bring more healing into our hearts. Amen. Just as that young lady, her life was saved by that imaginary pulling her out of the car with the window closed. So ta-da, there's that miracle. I even, when I shared tonight about the, um, the storm that hit, and I had trees, I had to take trees down. So I called my brother who I knew he had a chainsaw. So I said, come, could you help cut down my tree? And so he came and he came with an electric chainsaw and I don't have any power. <laughs> so God is the God of the impossible. So I ran to the store and there was one left, one chainsaw. And I got the last one. So God is the impossible. The gentleman who, who had the, the store says when he opened up, there were 75 people waiting in line to get <laughs> chainsaws. So that's how disastrous in our area was. The trees all went down. So whatever your situation is in prayer tonight, and I'm sure there's some serious ones. You know, I feel like there's a lung situ situation that people are struggling with in the blood or the colon. I feel there's a God wants to heal part of the colon the lungs, but also the thyroid and migraine headaches. 
I really believe that God knows every single one of your prayers, but also the, the, the um, intentional prayer. You know, the one that just comes, maybe a friend that says, you need to pray now for such and such. Those will be coming in the days or the weeks to come. And in that moment, we're going to agree, God, God, God. We go to that God place. We enter into that narrow place where you and God are one. And with that, there is no fear, like Brian said. You shake off all that fear, and now you have a place of oneness, of stillness, of surrender, of solitude. That's where prayers are met. That's the surrender point. So I just want to pray for each of you now. Come, Holy Spirit. If you want to just place a, a place on a hand on your heart as a point of contact, as now we're just going to release heaven's angels. Father, release your ministering angels for healing, for those migraine headings, for cancer. In the name of Jesus, I command it to be gone. Spirit of affliction, I break its hold through the name of Jesus. Let your healing light eyes, I just speak to the eyes, let those divine rays of light, just like laser beams, just continue to just zap them right now and make these eyes clear. Cataracts, go in the name of Jesus. Somebody has a foot problem or ankle problem. We're just going to allow God's grace now, the Holy Spirit, the angels to lay hands on them. Just like we laid hands in Medjugorje on this lady who was with cancer, so the angels are now on your behalf laying hands on you. So you might feel some hands or a warmth that goes through your body. It's heaven's, heaven's, heaven's answer to your prayer. I just say thank you, God, for your living presence. We praise you. We thank you, O Lord, our God, for your divine light. I decree health and healing through the name of Jesus. And may the good Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you and grant you peace, shalom, in all areas of your life. And I bless you as your Padre, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Namaste. Thank you for joining us tonight. Ryan and, and Renee, thank you so much for being with us. And we all get to tune in next week as Renee leads us in prayer. God bless you.